You are listening to Three Kitchens Podcast, a member of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. We release a new episode every Tuesday. Come join us for a new recipe and a good story. In Alberta, you get to choose who to buy your internet, electricity, and natural gas from. Park Power has low overhead, which in turn allows them to offer low competitive rates. Reach out for a no-obligation comparison by emailing estimates at parkpower.ca. If you decide to switch, it's easy. It's really just a change to your billing, and you can feel good knowing you are helping to give back to our communities with your utility bills. Learn more at parkpower.ca. Welcome to today's episode of Three Kitchens Podcast. I am your host, Erin Walker, and I am joined with the lovely Heather and Sarah this morning. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? Good. It's not Tuesday, is it? No. (laughs) It's great. I don't even know what day of the week it is. Fantastic. As long as it's not Tuesday. Tuesday, I could have just lied to you, couldn't have I? It's actually Wednesday, so it's not that far off. And it has been a crazy busy week and will continue to be the season just gets more exciting doesn't it we're all planning our vacations and and time away and the lovely part about vacations is you work really hard before it and you work really hard after it yeah to get things ready get things ready Mm -hmm. that's right although you know what i just did like the quickest shopping list for camping and like pack stuff i'm not gonna worry about it if we forgot something we forgot it whatever Right. There you go. I'm not stressing about it this time. <laughs> Sometimes I put a lot of effort into it. Mm-hmm. Not this week. I feel like I've gotten better at just going with it. Yeah. I'm supposed to go camping this weekend. Mm. Oh. I have done zero to prep for it. Okay. Mm. Well, so I was going to, yeah, I was going to tell you guys a story that I read recently. It, I read it, I'm sure it's in many places, but I read it um, in the Smithsonian Magazine. I just kind of came across it in their history mm-hmm. section. Uh, have you ever heard of the donut lassies of world no No. okay (laughs) i can't believe that this is what you're gonna come in with because i have been listening to all this stuff about code breakers in world war one are you listening to um broadly underestimated yeah i yeah i've i mean i know a lot of those stories already because i listened to all kinds of those history spy see and i'm getting my first go at it and i'm so enjoying it right now Uh, Anyway, these are these were World War um, One when the Americans joined Mm. in uh, 1917. Some women from the Salvation Army volunteered to go over. So they were kind of they were going near the front lines, actually quite close, but not right at the trenches, but near the front lines to support the troops, like conducting church services, um, playing music, serving up hot chocolate, kind of just any way of of supporting the troops and bringing like a little taste of home to to them at the front at the war in France. So they went to France, these women, four women who went. Mm-hmm. So these couple of women, Margaret Sheldon and Helen uh, Perviance, I believe their names were, they decided that in addition to the fudge and the hot chocolate, maybe they could make donuts for mm-hmm. the soldiers troops. there. Mm-hmm. So they collected excess rations for the dough and they collect like they'd find an empty wine bottle and whatever they could and they made a little dough and they rolled it out and they cut using like an empty tin can cut circles made donut shapes 
Oh, cool. And then they used a soldier's helmet, metal helmet, <gasps> and put lard in it and fried no way. donuts in a helmet. Dude. Wow, um, that is industrious. <laughs> yes, I know. I thought it was so it's so funny that they and apparently it was like a big hit and so they were called the donut lassies because they these ladies brought dough fried in lard is always going to be a hit <laughs> well yeah and it's not something that they no, typically enjoyed there right yeah so that it was just um kind of a fun little story not fun to be in the war but fun that these women could bring this Find a way. extra special but i did oh. think okay you're you're frying this in a helmet did the guy have to wear his helmet again later and what was in the helmet? <laughs> I'm sure they washed it out. Let's let's go with that. I mean, maybe there was some. I mean, the sad <laughs> story is there's probably extra helmets from casualties. Oh, Aaron, am I not supposed <laughs> to bring you? this up? No, it, makes it was someone in particular. I read his name. It was his helmet that he volunteered oh, okay. his helmet. Oh, to fry. Can you imagine that greasy helmet putting it back on later? <laughs> Hey, I'm pretty sure it smelled better than whatever that was going on around them. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose. Why? How did we change such a happy <laughs> story? We took, we took this down a dark road, but uh, let's... Well, it was immediately where my mind went when I heard they used a helmet. At first, I was like, oh, that's so awesome. They must have had a pot, you know, to fry the donuts in. And no, it was a helmet. I was like, what? I think that's so Gross. cool that it was a helmet. Oh. I love that they went over there and helped out like that. I think yeah, that is so cool. Mm -hmm. It's amazing how sometimes like little things like that are what make such a big, big difference just for individuals, right? You can't mm -hmm. fight the war and you can't save the people, but at least making it a little bit better while you're there. You can make donuts. Well, at the time, women were women were not in combat in World no, War One, right? So that's right. they had you to find other ways that. to contribute. Yeah, there you go. Little little donut story for you. I think it was like National Donut Day recently. I ah. believe it was. I recently saw a donut that, as soon as I came across it, I was like, I have to have this donut. Who yes. actually makes these days? Like, who is there yeah, like an organization knows? where people sit around it? I mean, should we be part of this? Yeah, I think exactly. just making days into <laughs> representing food? today's International Aaron Day. So, if you know an Aaron, bake her a donut. <laughs> Hi, Aaron. Specifically, the Hi, maple Aaron bacon Day. ones that I saw online. Oh. Maple bacon, guys. I saw that you wanted to Best borrow donut. My, my donut pans. You can, absolutely, <laughs> anytime, as long as you pay me with a donut. Yes, yes. And Sarah, I, on her behalf, I will just oh, request. Of course. So I told you guys what I was going to do for today's episode, right? We had already talked and discussed who was going to do what episode, and we kind of planned things out a few weeks ahead, and, you know, we're trying to get on top of this whole organization bit again, right? Because right. it's almost summer. Mm -hmm. We want to bust it out now so that we can sit back and put our feet in the kiddie pool and sip on our drinks, right? Yeah. So I was all prepared to go with one recipe when I turned on a podcast last night while I was ah. cooking dinner. I'm changing it up. I flipped okay. the table. I heard this woman talk about this recipe and I was like, I will push my next one so that I have more time to do it. And I am doing a uh, recipe that I heard about on the podcast I heard this on is called The One Recipe with Jesse Sparks. Okay. And he interviews famous chefs and people with the one recipe that they know they can make that is delicious, that everyone's going to love. It's their fail safe. It's their favorite. It's their one recipe. 
So on the episode that I listened to, uh, he interviewed Adrian Cheatham and she shared a recipe that she put in her cookbook that she just released this year. It's called sweet potato gnocchi with bacon miso sauce. Oh, is that what you're making? I am making this ladies. Oh, that sounds so good. Okay, so I heard this last night and I have been craving a gnocchi for Mm. a really long time. I've been skipping past, like I make a basic potato gnocchi at home. I've made it a few times. Mm-hmm. Right. And I've been thinking lately, oh, I really want a gnocchi. I don't know what sauce to put with it. I was kind of bored of the ones I was doing, so I haven't put it on my recipe list, but it's been like sitting in the back of my mind. Well, Adrienne is getting me to do this. She is. <laughs> she convinced you. She convinced me after talking through this delicious sounding recipe. I mean, sweet potatoes in a gnocchi just sounds instantly delicious. And then a bacon miso sauce. Yeah, that sounds good. No question about it. So <laughs> this is in her uh, recipe book that she uh, she just put out a cookbook called Sunday Best, Cooking okay. Up the Weekend Spirit Every Day. And uh, this sounds absolutely incredible. This sounds like a great cookbook to have over the summer because... Well, yeah. Did she publish the recipe outside of the book? Yes. So she's got the recipe on the Splendid Table. And uh, so I'll be following the recipe there. Uh, It's got ricotta cheese, sweet potatoes, egg, parmesan, salt, flour. Then you're going to make this bacon miso sauce. Okay. So the sauce has bacon, shallots, garlic, salt and pepper, miso paste, white wine, Uh, You can use dashi in it, Mm -hmm. which I think is a Japanese broth. Yeah. um... Yeah. It sounds very similar to the ramen broth with the kombu and, oh, she was talking about something else. Anchovy or um, the fermented fish. Yeah. Benito. That's it. Yeah. That was it. I may or may not make the dashi. I might just, she said you could also use a chicken broth. Okay. I heard this and I had to make it. I don't even know what else to say. Um, it spoke to you. It spoke to you. <laughs> spoke to your stomach. It called to you. It yeah. screamed to her because it changed her menu for her recipe for this episode. Yeah. I'm doing uh, a last minute flip. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't really have much to say other than I think that this sounds delicious because mm-hmm. the taste of miso and the bacon with it Mm. oh i just i don't know and the sweetness of the sweet potato i think it's going to be really good what is her style of cooking oh what is her sort of what's the cuisine okay so the cookbook thing um that i'm reading says sunday best is a warm and approachable guide to southern flavors and a surefire way to incorporate a bit of fine dining sparkle into your weeknight routine Sounds delicious. Yeah. Since you're talking about gnocchi, I've never made gnocchi. Is that oh. something you have to roll out individually or do you make like a log and then cut it into little? So you make a dough. It's going to be kind of similar to this lefsa dough that I just made because, however, it's going to be with sweet potato. So I've never done it with sweet potato before. Right. Um, when I do it myself with just a regular potato, I'm boiling the potatoes for not too long so that they don't get too soggy because you don't want it to be too wet. Um, When she spoke about this recipe, she recommended 
microwaving the sweet potatoes because then you're not adding moisture to it maybe mm -hmm. i'll bake them instead because i don't have a microwave mm -hmm. so i'm gonna find a way to cook the sweet potato you rice it you add i generally make it with like flour and egg you knead it into a dough it's kind of sticky but not terrible you roll out these um like ropes ropes because they snakes. Okay. So thank you for giving me a better snakes. <laughs> you roll out the snake. Can you tell I cook with my kids? Um, you slice it into pieces. I'm usually pretty lazy when it comes to this. I just slice it into pieces, pop it on a pan, and freeze it, and then use it as needed. Why is that lazy? I don't understand. You can take each piece and just rub it on a fork, and it will make that gnocchi shape right, that you right, get right. in the restaurant. That's what that's I got see. The yeah, ridges yeah, yeah. in it. Mm -hmm. So maybe I'll up my gnocchi game and Ooh. and do the fork rub and give you guys some texture to go with your right. gnocchi. You know, and then the those sauce. little pockets will hold the sauce. The sauce we... sticks more, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's all okay. about creating that texture so your sauce right. kind of incorporates into mm, it and right, picks right, up right. more with you. And yeah, so I've done I've done gnocchis before. I kind of know the process. I've made it with beets in it before. Mm. so silence on my end <laughs> thank you lucky star sarah i'm not putting beets in this i'm sure it was pretty <laughs> it was it, it was like red. bright pink Ooh. it was very cool but this i don't know heather you went and had those sweet potato oh pierogies, pierogies at mm. queen's and then i made them at home i made my and... own version because i love them so much oh my gosh like there's all these ideas that have been <sighs> around me that i'm like oh yum oh delicious and then when she spoke about this i was like this is the thing that combines all the things <laughs> mm -hmm. so i want to i, totally I gotta do you. this yeah I, I don't know what to say i just i heard this i had to make it Yes, it sounds great. I'm excited. Mm -hmm. I'm happy. Sounds you're, delicious. I'm happy I've been this. craving gnocchi too. I've made oh. it before mm -hmm. once or twice, just okay. very basic recipe. And I did the little fork. Oh, did thing. you? Yeah. Nice. Um, it didn't take that long. It wasn't like that much of an extra step. But it is an extra step. It, yeah. I don't think it makes a difference to the taste, uh, like the way the sauce will make. Like, I think it'll be fine with or without. Yeah. Yum. Yum. Miso <clears throat> and bacon. I'm really excited about that because I take it even with that sauce. You can just put that on any pasta. Oh, I'll oh, bet. Yum. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, or you could make those pierogies with the with the sweet potato in them and put the sauce on the top. Oh, yeah. If you have time for pierogies. Gnocchis are faster than pierogies. I think. I'll be making the gnocchis. <laughs> you can go ahead and help yourself to the pierogi side of this. <laughs> Maybe well, I, I'm sure I'll make them at some point. I've made I'm them. Sure, a few you'll make times. them again, and maybe the this will be the different sauce to add into it. So yeah, totally. Yeah. I'm just excited about all these flavors. I I just had to jump on this. <laughs> totally, I'm glad you did that. Impulsive, mm. impulsive cooking decisions brought to you by Erin yeah. this week. <laughs> <laughs> this episode of Three Kitchens is brought to you by Alberta Blue Cross. Alberta Blue Cross understands that running a small business is tough, and they understand business owners in Alberta are busy. Let Alberta Blue Cross give you peace of mind with a group benefit plan. They offer health, dental, life, and disability coverage for your employees. Alberta Blue Cross group benefit plans are easy to manage anywhere, anytime, and on any device, making it easy for you and your employees to access. To learn more and explore your options, head to ab.bluecross.ca. Welcome back 
to gnocchi and miso sauce bacon miso sauce bacon miso yum yum sauce mm -hmm. it has filled our tummies and expanded our waistlines yep. and is everyone story. feeling the carb <laughs> the carb bloat right now i got Holy my loose my loose pants on and <laughs> stretchy stretchy pants and i just kept eating it no matter how full i was yeah. there was still some left in the pan and i was like just about sick full and i was like oh this can't go to waste <laughs> oh my gosh i yeah. just i had no self-control when it came to this me too let's hear how you made it yes this was a winner all right so the sweet potatoes i chose to bake so that they wouldn't be too moist because you don't want your gnocchi dough being really moist i found that the sweet potatoes were still extremely juicy and moist even after baking them mm. so after they cooled a little bit and i peeled off the skin and riced them there was so much moisture in them so okay. i took the cheesecloth that i have and just tied them up and let them drain for about mm. half an hour until a whole bunch of that moisture came out and i was just kind of like rubbing the cheesecloth bag to get as much moisture out <laughs> as possible to speed up the process because i was like this wasn't a step i planned on i have to get this done by a so that was time. that much moisture that it was dripping out then yeah i never baked hmm. uh sweet potatoes whole but i got four pounds of sweet potatoes all about okay. the same size stabbed them with fork put them on a baking sheet and then i baked them at 425 for about 30 to 40 minutes i want to say uncovered yeah just completely on their own just mm -hmm. in the oven Somewhat mm -hmm. similar to how Heather baked the pumpkin. Right, mm -hmm. right. Pumpkin. I was just going to say, pumpkin. how are you saying pump, pump, yeah, pumpkin? Yeah, I just said now. Pumpkin. It's just a, little, it's a wee little pumpkin. It's a pumpkin. <laughs> oh, pumpkin. <laughs> well, Sarah calls us dumplings. You can yeah, call there us we pumpkin. Mm -hmm. There we go. I feel very pumpkin shaped after this. Yeah. So. <laughs> back on track yeah like as i was ricing them it was like first i would squeeze out all the moisture and then they would rice through like they My were extremely hmm. extremely wet and soft but that's okay cheesecloth to the rescue Tied yeah and up, you trouble you up. had a troubleshoot for that so no yeah so easy peasy if your potatoes or your sweet potatoes or whatever you're using is too moist line a bowl with cheesecloth pour everything in the bowl, tie up a bag with your cheesecloth, and then just hang it up until it drips out right. to the desired amount of moisture. <laughs> uh, I also had to do a cheesecloth hanging bag for my ricotta cheese because she also recommended just putting it in a colander over the sink. But I thought, well, I already got my cheesecloth out. So I had two little bags, uh, one with sweet potato and one with ricotta, and it just to drain out the moisture and make things drier. I completely forgot about the ricotta. Yeah, me too. I was just going to quickly ask, <laughs> does it ever say to what dryness level or... How do you know when it's... How do you know? How yeah. do you know? Um, so in her recommendation, she says, let it sit for two hours to remove excess liquid. Okay, so she gives a time. If you don't have time to drain, no worries. You're just going to need to use extra flour. Mm. So okay. I would say that draining things, even, even if you do it quickly, just to get out excess moisture, you're good. Because then you like don't have squeeze. to over... You don't have to over yeah. add your flour. You don't have to over knead your dough, right? Like to absorb right. all that moisture. It's not as sticky when you go to use it 
Although this right. was really sticky and uh, like draining it definitely was worth every second because okay. mm. this still took a lot of flour. Anyway, I've got my riced sweet potatoes. I've got my drained ricotta cheese. I have an egg, Parmesan cheese, salt, and I'm mixing that all together. Mm -hmm. And then I'm adding flour to that a cup at a time until it comes together and becomes a dough. Mm. Okay. This was a pretty sticky dough. <laughs> it was a bit of a challenge to work with because sweet potatoes are sort of a sticky, mm -hmm. they have a sticky consistency more so than a regular potato. So when I've made this with potatoes in the past, the dough hasn't been as tacky, whereas this dough, it took a little bit longer and a lot more work to kind of knead that flour in. Okay. But it worked. I also doubled the recipe because I made so much. I made right. a mm. big serving for you guys. I made it for dinner for our family. So mm -hmm. instead of doing this with two pounds of sweet potatoes, I had four pounds of sweet potatoes. I had this massive hunk of dough that I was kneading and I hope it comes through on the videos because it was a massive beast of dough. <laughs> now, can you put this into your mixer? Now that's one thing I wondered about. I wondered if making this in my standing mixer would have been a good solution. I thought about that as I was doing this. I think if, if you wanted to do this with a dough hook, yeah, mm -hmm. I think that would be a good way to do it. For sure. That's a good recommendation. Erin never goes straight to the appliance. I'm not recommending <laughs> it. I just, when I ask questions like this, it's obvious I'm going to make it soon <laughs> because of yep. the Okay. No, I think, a, I think it's a totally viable dough to put into your mixer. Mm -hmm. I would just use your dough hook. Yeah. Not the mixing. Well, you could use the mixing paddle maybe for the first bit and then pop the your dough hook. hook in once you start adding flour. Okay. And I think it would be beneficial just to knead in that last bit of flour at the end, just to get mm. that right consistency because uh, the way that she described it, which I thought was really good, uh, the dough should be soft, but not sticky. Okay. So I thought that was really, so every time I got like the flour kneaded in, I would then like do like the slap on the, on the dough and I'd be like, oh, I'm still sticking to it. Mm. And then just a bit more and a bit more. She's got weights for the flour, but then it says plus up to as much as needed, just go a quarter cup at a time because everyone's eggs are different sizes and how long you let your potatoes drain for and your ricotta and like all those things right. we just talked about. Yeah. Right. Depending on moisture level, it could take more flour. Right. And so once you've got your dough made, you slice it into, it says divide it into eight pieces and just take one piece at a time and roll it out into a rope that's about a half an inch thick. So right. it's a pretty thin rope. And then you just wanna cut little half an inch um, pieces off your rope and those are your gnocchis. Mm -hmm. um, I did try the fork rolling method. I found that kind of challenging to do. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Maybe because it was stickier? I think because the dough in general was stickier. Yeah. So I did do the fork method where you press the gnocchis on the fork and it rolls and it makes that pretty shape. So for all of my pictures and videos, you will see the nice looking gnocchi. <laughs> what you guys ate and what we ate was not the nice looking. <laughs> was my, yeah, I don't have time for this. Chop, 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 chop. <laughs> yeah. That's so fine. once I chopped it all up, I popped it onto baking sheets that had parchment on them and then just layered them up into my freezer, stacked them, let them freeze. It took about, well, I had five trays of gnocchis that I made. So it wow. took about four hours for everything to freeze solid because it was a lot <laughs> right. mm -hmm. for my little old freezer to do. 
And then once that was done, I just portioned it into the Ziploc bags. I sprinkle a little bit of flour in when I do this step, just because a little extra flour doesn't hurt and it'll prevent those gnocchi ah, from sticking very smart. Okay. once they're in the bag. Okay. So just a, just a little, I don't know, maybe about a tablespoon went into each bag and then I shake it around really good and then into the freezer and we're oh, good smart. to go. Smart. Okay. Easy peasy. And then the best part of this is you take it right from the freezer and you pop it into your boiling water. So get your water boiling, salt it generously, grab your serving out of the freezer, pop it in. I would say it took maybe three minutes, three to five minutes to mm -hmm. cook. It's and quick. once yeah. they pop up onto the top and they're floating at the surface, she says count to 30 or something or count to, she mm -hmm. says, let them continue cooking for another 10 seconds. And then you just take them out with a slotted spoon and you toss them into a frying pan that you've got some oil heated in and you just fry them up in there. And then you add the best part. The best <laughs> sauce, listeners. The best. Like every, the going sauce. on everything. Let's talk about the sauce. Mm -hmm. So I think we all agree the Nokis were a winner. They were so good. The texture yeah. was exactly mm. what I love in a Noki. It didn't get too soft. It didn't no. get too... I was really, really happy. I've had Nokis fall apart before on me where like you put them in the boiling water and then they just yeah. turn in on, it's like oh, a little bit no. mushy. Yeah. Okay. I've had, I've had fail Nokis. And so I was really happy that these didn't. <laughs> and oh, I was they really were so happy so with yummy. them. <laughs> so yummy. And not too sweet, not too, like it had everything. It was just perfect. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. It satisfied my my gnocchi texture craving. Yeah, and easy <laughs> to make on our end. After yeah, Erin put in all that effort. She drops off a bag of frozen gnocchi, and all we had to do was have a, a pot of boiling water going and a nice hot sauté pan. That's it. Oh That's yeah, all we warm did. up the sauce, and away yeah. you go. Yeah, and you know this is one of those things that I would say it's way easier to make than a dumpling. You mm -hmm. just make it, you freeze it, and then you have dinner or whatever even if you're going to serve this to people like you could serve mm -hmm. this mm -hmm. a few plates at a time while you boil it up and serve it out and how awesome do you look totally <laughs> here's your miso bacon gnocchis like yeah. <laughs> boom we talked about for decades after this one being served to right? guests absolutely okay the bacon miso sauce was really easy to make um so this was one of the rest she worked at a restaurant called la bernardin it's a pretty famous restaurant that i've heard about in new york uh she developed this this was one of her first components that she developed to her own recipe when she was very nice there. so very i thought nice. that was really cool and and it's i think it's a really great combination of a bunch of flavors that have that unbelievable umami taste oh yeah what's her name her name uh sorry again was adrian cheatham well adrian <laughs> my new hero <laughs> you and aaron we're gonna be best friends now yes. i'm sure she's listening so. yeah mm -hmm. she's on our best friend list now so four slices of bacon that are just cut into pieces uh you fry that up in a pan and then you add onions garlic and salt and pepper she says white pepper, but okay, black is fine. Right, right. Don't worry, I used white. Don't worry. <laughs> Fry that up until everything kind of softens. You add in your miso paste. You cook it until it starts to brown a little bit. Then you add in your white wine, scrape up all the little browned bits on the bottom and deglaze your pan. And then you add two cups of broth. 
Right. And then bring it to a boil, boil for a minute at high heat, reduce to a simmer, and then just let it reduce to about half. Okay. So this is when you used your chicken stock instead of the dashi, the hon dashi that she had spoken about, right? That's right. Okay. No wonder it was so delicious. Mm -hmm. when, you, when I had it in front of me, I don't know if this is just speaking to the state of my brain these days, but I couldn't remember. I was like, and so my husband and I were splitting it up. I was making it for both of us for lunch. And he's like, oh, okay, so tell me what's in the sauce. And I was like, I don't remember a thing about it besides bacon. Like I honestly, oh, it was no. just a blank. I couldn't remember. I know, it's but it it's didn't not matter. just you. But this <laughs> one, this one I remembered because it's got one of my favorite ingredients in it, miso. So I... Yeah. It's stuck in my head. But now yeah. I know why it was so good. Yeah. Because of all those things, the wine, the miso, bacon. the bacon, everything. Yeah. Mm. Everything yeah. really plays off for it really good. There was no butter in this, Aaron? Okay, Sorry. so here's okay. the thing. I didn't drain my butter after I cooked down the bacon and it was pretty fatty. I was supposed to finish off this sauce with four tablespoons of butter. And uh, there was just so much fat already in the sauce i was like i feel like if i put butter in this it'll be too much it'll just be too much so i would say that last step would be as per your personal preference or right. as per the bacon you used or right. whatever because i definitely was like oh i feel like sarah's gonna be sad that i didn't finish no, this with butter but I, I don't think i can finish this with i wasn't and the other crucial thing that i also think is really important when you're making any pasta is to reserve your starchy cooking water. Yes. And so that also went in here. I, it was about two tablespoons of starchy cooking water that I put into that frying pan once I had moved my gnocchis into it. And that just helped them not stick to the bottom of the frying pan. And then the sauce went in. And then, so when I made your sauce batches up, I actually took a couple tablespoons okay. of starchy mm. cooking water and put it into your sauce. Nice so that you had all of that glue right. for when you, so it would really thicken up once you mm -hmm. heat it. Thank you. Um, you want to explain to the listeners what putting starchy water does? It marries the pasta to the sauce. Makes it stick, right? It's the, it's the glue. It's the glue, yeah. And I think if you've ever left your cooking pot on the stove overnight because you didn't mm. do the dishes, You'll see the glue. There's like a gluey yeah. film on yeah. top of your, and it's like, that's the stuff you want anytime you add sauce to pasta. Ups your mm -hmm. pasta game. It makes it restaurant quality. It's mixes in your sauce smoother. It's, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's one thing. That's a Rachel Ray thing. I remember right. seeing on her show from years ago. Now, is it review time? Is it review time? Go, is it, go, is it? go, go. Okay. So speaking of <laughs> restaurant quality, <clears throat> so we have started making a, and I think this was the first thing I messaged to you, Erin, after I ate it, a menu plan for Erin's upcoming restaurants. <laughs> oh, right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I now have two. two uh, my, you have two uh, menu two items. Menu items. <laughs> two menu According items. According to Sarah. <laughs> so there's the tenderloin that must go on it. And <gasps> if you missed that, what, I, I don't think, do we remember what? Episode oh, I don't know which number, but it was called A New Way to Rosé. There, New Way to Rosé. Go check it out. That's yep. one. Yummy. Don't steal the recipe. Just make it. It's Aaron's. And <laughs> um, the second one is this. Oh, my God. This whole family ate like, I mean, we should have dressed up a little nicer. I got to tell you. 
<laughs> it was wow, savory, so so delicious. And um, my daughter, she had finished everything, and she was quite full. And because um, we had two like dinners, the rest of us, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we had two dinners. We had dinner before soccer, and then your your noki was after soccer. And uh, she said, oh, I'm really full. And I said, but eat the sauce. You can't let the sauce go. And she's like, oh, mom, I'm, I'm so full. And I said, but it's miso. She's like, it is. And then it got licked clean. Because <laughs> she, like, everybody loved it. it was, That's awesome. Oh, everything. Aaron. Like, I, I this don't is think why this... I had to make it. Because I heard her talk about this. Mm-hmm. And it was like, this has to go in my belly yeah mm. not just with noki like this can go on everything this sauce can go on absolutely everything it was delicious on that sweet mm. potato noki because it was that savory and sweet okay i'll stop talking sorry Heather. how are you doing <laughs> no, <that's okay>. <laughs> <laughs> she's just waking up again now from her second nap <laughs> no not quite it's almost bedtime though it is um <laughs> um this I thought it was so delicious. I love gnocchi, even like the stuff you buy at the store. That's like the fresh. It's like fresh, but even like that, I love it. But homemade, there's something about homemade gnocchi that is just like I don't know. It's so decadent. Like yeah, it feels fancy, and this was like extra. It was like leveled I love the up. Color leveled in up. It. Yeah. yeah. And it was so rich and with the sauce and everything, it was just like, I don't know. It was just like fancy. 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 Oh, yeah. Sorry. I'm I, classing I us up, ladies. <laughs> and I ate, I ate half of that that you gave. It doesn't look like a lot when you have it in like a little Ziploc sandwich bag. It was like, and Aaron had told me it's like two meals, like for two of you or like a taste for all four of you. And I was like, okay, so I'll make it for my husband and I for lunch. Because Heather it doesn't was... love her children. <laughs> well, I have really been falling down on having anything in the house. I thought she was going to say, I've been really falling down on loving my children. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that too, I don't know. Summer is approaching and I'm it's just June. not ready for it. Yeah. Um, but that was a large serving oh, yeah. of yes, it was gnocchi. filling, <clears throat> and it was it's so filling. But I'm like you, Aaron. I couldn't stop. I was just like, and even Todd was even like, "Wow, this is quite. Are you eating all of that? Because this is quite a lot. <laughs> like even for me, this is quite a lot." And I'm like, "I just I can't stop. Won't stop." stop. And that no. this was the problem, right? So <laughs> I never have had gnocchi before. Oh, never. so I first gnocchi is from you, Aaron, and it was sweet potato gnocchi, and it was absolutely delicious. Lucky. I like oh, to you'll think never that do the store bought. You'll never no buy a store bought again. Like, I think it might have spoiled me. <laughs> yeah. Now for I sure. just oh, I've bumped you up a bracket, Sarah. I'm oh, sorry. Boy. So, I think so. Okay, uh, that was thank you delicious. For letting me have my impulsive cooking. Mm. Oh, that's this what it's all about. Sometimes when you hear something, you just got to jump on it. And this was one of those moments where I was like, I don't care. I'm making this. I have yeah. to do this. Uh, I think everyone should check out Adrian Cheatham and her new cookbook, Sunday Best. And now everyone who's listened to this will go away and say, I want to make sweet oh, potato yeah. ricotta gnocchi with miso baked right. sauce. And Aaron had some great tips about so making fancy. it. Mm-hmm. And I love that this is freezable. Fantastic. Open that yeah. restaurant. And the sauce really took nothing to make. 
So even if you want to make the sauce fresh, you have dinner in maybe 30 minutes. And even if you don't want to make the milky, you can make that sauce for any mm -hmm. pasta. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. You know? But you want to make this milky. Yeah, you, you do. do. You do. <laughs> you really do. I do. I do too. And now for the fine print. Remember, when you like, subscribe, review, or share this podcast, it helps more people find us. Thank you so much for listening. The Snokey was okie dokie. Can you say it a little more excited than that? No.